to the Tabernacle of Praise Pentecostal broadcast. This is a Bible-believing broadcast that come across your radio waves each week, bringing to you the unadulterated Word of God. In case you have friends that would like to hear this broadcast, why not call them now and tell them to tune into this Bible-believing program station, and they will hear the Word of God preached from the King James Version of the Bible. This is indeed a glorious and a wonderful day that we can come across the radio waves bringing to you the inspired Word of God. How sweet it is to receive letters from the nations of West Africa, from the Caribbean, and also from parts of Canada. We are also in the United States of America explaining the gospel truth, the Bible standard of salvation. You will never go wrong tuning to this station and reading the Word of God with us as we expound it to you by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. We have received so many requests from Ghana, Nigeria, as well as in Trinidad and other parts asking for more information on the Word of God, the plan of salvation, and requesting the tapes in the Bible study. We were so glad to be able to fulfill those requests. Our church and the people and the friends of this program were so beautiful in supplying that need. And we are still supplying the needs because the letters are coming greater than we are able to cope. But by the help of God, we will continue to write back to all our radio listeners and tell them how glad we are to hear from them. Now, you need to write to the Tabernacle of Praise broadcast, Box 5634, Fort McMurray, Alberta, T983G6, Canada. Do that as quickly as possible, and God will bless you. Today, I'll be preaching on the topic, sincerity. What is sincerity? In the meantime, why enjoy the scoffers? I met a man the other day who looked at me and said, So many times I've seen your kind before. He said, you can't do this and you can't do that. You're bound by rules and restrictions. What a dreary life you Christians must observe. Ever told you that? You see, I looked him in the eye and I said, you're wrong. I could do anything to turn me on. Well, I could smoke till my eyes turn red and my face turn blue. Don't you see, I could chew and dip. I could snort and tap. I could party all night until the sun comes up. But there's better things in life I'd rather do. Don't you see, I choose to be a Christian. I said I choose to be like him. And nobody's making me do it. This is how I want You decide for you, and I'll decide for me. And since the choice is mine, this is what I choose to be. 
See, now I must admit that from time to time Thinking about heaven keeps me throwing the line Cause every word that's coming sounds too good to be true Baby, if it was all just a fairy tale And there was no heaven and there was no hell You see, I'd still be happy to live it like I do So don't you look at me in sympathy And think that I've been cheated And I'm doing all those things that you call fun You see, some night when you're getting down Out on some darker side of town But this choice I've made will be lifting me out of here Hallelujah! Whoa, I choose to be a Christian I choose to be like him Nobody's holding a gun to my head This is how I want to live You decide for you And I'll decide for me And since the choice is mine This is what I choose to be But you decide for you And I'll decide for me And since the choice is mine This is what I choose to be Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth And they lied unto him with their tongues I just read to you Psalm 78 and verse 36 The complimentary scripture is found in the book of Ezekiel Chapter 33 and verse 31 And they come unto me as the people cometh And they sit before thee as my people and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song, as a, as a pleasant voice, and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. And when this cometh to pass, lo, it will come. Then shall they know that a prophet hath been among me. Now I'd like to preach today to you in Radio Land concerning the topic of sincerity. What is sincerity? Can we find sincerity today in our world? Among our leaders, among the men that we look to for leadership, can we find sincerity in religion today? Can we find it in the home? How about the schools? and institutions of learning and the place where we should look for legislative direction can we really find sincerity if sincerity is available can someone explain to me why the love and the trust of many have waxed so cold i believe sincerity can be defined from the context of what it's not and by looking at what it's not we can tell what it really is now, I believe sincerity involves honesty, integrity, and frankness. The Bible tells us that Israel, in time past, flattered God with their mouth, but they lied unto him with their heart. In other words, their hearts and their mouth were not saying the same thing. He said they would come and sit before him as in a church setting, and they would hear, but they would not do. 
they would desire to hear from God, but really in their heart, they had no intention of performing the prophetic direction that God had given to them. And so he said, they flattered him with their lips and lied with their mouth and their hearts were far from him. They sat and heard his word, but they would not do. In Isaiah 58, 1-2, he said they delight to hear from God and they draw nigh him and seek his direction as if they intended on carrying out the commandments of God. In Isaiah 29, 13, he said their lips were always nigh him, but the proximity of the heart was a long ways off. When Jesus Christ saw Nathaniel through the Spirit, after Philip had said to him, we have found him of whom the prophet spake, Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nazareth undoubtedly had a reputation that was not flattering to them. Jesus Christ, having been introduced to Nathaniel, said, Behold an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no God. A person that is sincere does not have God, does not practice hypocrisy. The definition, I believe, of sincerity is one that is true without pretense, with no veil intent, no camouflage. As you see, that's what they really are. Their motives are transparent. There's no hidden agenda. Their true state of genuineness is as seen. Now, um, in contrast, insincerity is that desire to deceive. It's the very opposite of being sincere. Lack of genuinity, misleading, a facade, a mask, pointing in a direction that is not truly what was intended. It's a half-heartedness. It has to do with that spirit of lukewarmness. And so, when Jesus looked at Nathaniel and said, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no God, he said, Here is an individual that is sincere. As you see, that's what they really are. That's what this man really was, Nathaniel. Now, we can look at clues that give us more direction concerning what insincerity really is. Since insincerity has reference to inconsistencies, inconsistencies that we see lived out in our world today, such as a divided affection. Concerning God, people's affections are divided. They honor him with lips. Much lip services are shown, but the heart is at a far distance from God. The Bible said they feared the Lord, but served the gods of their own making. Another sign of insincerity is when they profess to know him, but deny him in works. Titus 1.16. The Bible said the Pharisees were known for insincerity. From the external, the Bible said they were white sepulchres. They appeared to men to be holy, but inwardly they were filled with dead men's bones. This is what Jesus Christ calls insincerity. Now, he said one time in his parable, no man can serve two masters. 
The only person that will try to serve two masters or will be an insincere person. Someone with a divided affection. If the Lord be God, then we must serve him. If the Lord is not God, then serve someone else. And so God is looking for true worshipers that will worship God in spirit and truth. You cannot worship God in spirit only and having truth absent. But truth must be absent, I mean present rather, and also spirit. You've got to have the both, the both of them together functioning and giving God that real acceptable worship that he calls sincere worship from the heart. Jesus told the Pharisees and the religious sect of his day, you clean the outside, you put much emphasis on the external cleansing, but the internal is dirty, it's filthy, it lacks the purity and the purification that is so necessary to reflect the holiness of God and the deity of God. In other words, God was not on the outside. They were clothed with ceremonial religion and with doxologies and customs, but the inside was void of God. They were supposing that he was in their midst, but in reality God was not in their midst. We might say Ichabod was the title of their internals. There was an absence of God. An insincere life is one that served based on eye service only, simply to be seen of men and not functioning on being seen by God. And so Jesus Christ said, I don't want just eye services from men or lip services, but God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship God in spirit and in truth from the heart. A true born again Christian must be without a double standard, must be without two masters, cannot live a life of dual citizenship, cannot have two standards of living, one for God and one in the world at the same time. They cannot belong to both worlds, such as in this present evil, adulterous world, while claiming to be a bona fide child of God. The Christian must be without a double lifestyle. They must have a single heart, a single eye, and a single mind, undivided. If you seek those things which are above, then set your affection on the things which are above. When Christ, which is our right, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Our loyalty cannot be divided, but God said Israel had mixed himself, and his heart was divided. He was as a cake, half-baked not fully turned. The Pharisees were accused by the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 23, 13 of pretentious prayer, long prayer, but not with their heart involved. They were pretentious in their prayer. It was not that Christ condemned their desire to pray, it was how they prayed. Two men went to pray, and rather than focusing on one's own life he went into a comparative religion. He was looking at himself versus others. And the Bible said this man that was so humble before God would not even lift up his head and speak to the Lord. But the Pharisees says, Lord, I am not like other men, extortioners and so forth. Yet God knew what he really was. God said, 
that this man's confession was not a genuine confession because God said to men on the outside they look all right but God knoweth the heart and he knew what was in men. The Pharisees were, were, were people that would brag on their past but yet they were disloyal to God. They disfigured their faces to be seen of men. They were not sincere in their devotion. Rather they were touting how great they were and how wonderful they were. But in the eyes of God, they were in need of thorough repentance. They were not sincere as far as the Lord Jesus Christ was concerned. In his observation, he noticed they lacked that inner purity. They had the externalism. They were not sincere. He said they say, but they do not. Jesus didn't condemn their doctrine. He condemned their practice. He said their practices were not right. What they said and what they do were not the same. He said do as they say, but do not do as they do. Why? Because of their insincerity. They were living two lives. One life to be seen of men. And one they pretend before God. We find that when a person is insincere, God will reject that kind of worship. It's not how depraved man is, it's how men come to God. If we come as we are and not try to fool God with our, our rhetorics and try to make much speaking to God, then God who loved the heart justified the sinner without work. He justified through the vicarious sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. I believe that there is a life that God sees and accepts. I don't believe God accepts persons and personalities, but God accepts a clean life, a pure life, a life that is in total submission to Him, a life that is fully poured out to Jesus Christ. We're called to sincerity. He cried, if the Lord be God, the prophet said, then serve Him. But choose you this day whom you will serve. You can't always live on the fence. You can't always claim to be born again and still live like the people of the world. There must be a remarkable distinction between the holy and the unholy. God said, why call me Lord and do not the things that I say? We are servants to whom we obey. Well, the first teachings of holiness and righteousness is to put a differentiation between the clean and the unclean, between the holy and the unholy, between the profane and the righteous. God has always maintained separation between those two entities. He said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say. He said, let everyone who cried Lord, Lord, shall enter in the kingdom of God. Why? Because of insincerity. They are not sincere. This religious world today are worshiping God with much honor from the lips, but their life is not testifying of the wonderful working power of the Holy Ghost and the life-changing effect of true repentance. He said, how long are he between two opinions? Why? A double-minded person is an unstable person. Instability is not characteristic of true bonafide Christianity. God said, stand fast in the liberty for Christ has set you free and be not entangled again in the yoke and the bondage. God's people are not in bondage to cigarettes, 
or alcoholism or pervert sex lifestyles. God's people are separated people. They're holy within and without. Why are we holy? By our works? No, it's by the Holy Ghost and the fact that he wrote his laws upon the tablets of our hearts. He wrote within us the laws of righteousness, the laws of purity. He said, be ye holy because I am holy. God will not partake of, of this life that is not complementary to the Spirit of God. You cannot take the filth of this world to God and have God accepted. God will reject filth. God is holy. God is pure. Everything God does must be immaculate. He said, now are you clean through the words that I've spoken unto you. You cannot serve to God. If you do, you are insincere. You cannot walk like you're in the world and still lift up hands and say these hands are holy. My friend James says, how is it that out of your mouth come bitter and sweet water? He said that is a, a, a confusion of ejections. You have got to have one or the other. He told the church in Laodicea, I want you to be hot or cold, but I do not want you to be intermediary. God is not looking for people that are fence-sitting because you never know which side they're on. But all those on the Lord's side will come out from among them and be separate. They will not touch the unclean things that comes out of Hollywood. They will not touch the unclean things of penthouse magazines. They will not touch these rap music. They will not touch these rebellious uh, suggestions that comes from people who are anti-establishment and anti-dignitaries. I'm telling you today, a sincere life is a changed life. God is against us having double tongues. It's not right that your tongue should be double. James 3, 8 and 1 Timothy 3, 8 talked against having a double tongue. You can't confess Christ in one breath and smoke in the other. No, sir, you've got to come out and be separate. Be sincere. Be sincere. I said be sincere. Quit talking about being a Christian when your life is testifying against your saying. The Bible said that you can't live two lives in Proverbs 23 and verse 7. You can be a Christian in name only, but lacking in deed. The Bible said they profess they know him, but deny him in works. Let me warn you today. Insincerity mocks God. It mocks the pure church, the holy church. Because of insincerity, people are anti-religion. Because of insincerity, many people are deceived. The hearts of many are waxed, hardened. But sincerity comes when you repent of your sins and you forsake those sins. You forsake ungodly, immoral lifestyle. You forsake profanity. You forsake sacrilegious living. And you turn from your wicked ways. You conform your life to the Bible standard and not media standard. You change your walk. You change your talk in repentance. The things I once do, I do them no more. The place I once went to, I go there no more. The filthy words I once speak, I speak no more. Why? Because I repented of my sins. And now God says, be baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ so he could wash away your sins. God said, in time past, we were effeminate. We were immoral. Some were homosexuals. Some were lesbians. Some were fornicators. 
Somewhere men stealers. Somewhere disobedient to pass. But we have been washed in water baptism into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That name of Jesus Christ is for the remission of your sins, the putrefying sins, those horrible sins that will damn our souls in hell. After you repent of your sins and you've been fully immersed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no sins. His blood cleanses us from all our sins and all unrighteousness. And then God drives out those devils out of your life, those alcoholic devils out of your life, the homosexual spirit, demonic power out of your life, all those bandits that kidnap you and me from God, he now brings us back to Christ. And at the cross, we can find Jesus Christ. At the cross, we can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidence by speaking with other tongues. At the cross, you can be brought back into the family of God. At the cross, you can lose your leprosy sin, your leprosy attitude, your leprous lifestyle. At the cross, your eyes can be made open again. At the cross, your heart can be renewed. At the cross, your spirit can be revived. I'm telling you today, you need to write a prayer today to the tabernacle praise and ask us to pray with you. God didn't come to condemn you. He came to save you, to seek and to save. And his message is, God is seeking true worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. My friend, let me tell you today, it's time to have a clean heart, a pure heart. The pure in heart shall see God. Clean hands and clean walk will live for God. He's calling you today. Repent of your sins. You have just heard the truth proclaimed by the Tabernacle of Praise Church. Line up right to the Tabernacle of Praise box 5634, Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada, T9H3G6. That is box 5634, Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada, T9H3G6. And ask for this date. Also ask to be enrolled in our correspondence Bible study program and ask for the free copy of the book that called The Pearl of Great Christ and we will rush this to you as quickly as possible. Until then, this is Pastor Neal wishing you all of God's blessing and tune in next week for the remainder of this program. God bless you.